Shust Marad Asra, Bashust Maradi Rab Shekhta Shalita, Rabbanim, ladies and gentlemen. My topic Shuva and Tfila, two drachim, two paths towards Hashem. It's certainly appropriate at this time of the year when we're all preparing ourselves for the Yemei Hadin, for the Days of Judgment, and we stand before Hashem. Other mitzvahs, not shuva, not fila, have significance even in the absence of the specific intention to come closer to Hashem. A person makes Kiddush, a person is involved in the midst of fill-in. It's a mitzvah. We're supposed to utilize the mitzvahs, of course, every mitzvah, to come closer to Hashem. However, the two mitzvahs we're discussing this evening, Teshuvah and Tefillah, absent the desire to go on the path to come closer to Hashem have little if no meaning whatsoever. Of Salavetik the Chronal of Rocha, in one of his memorable Tshuva Drushes, pointed out that the Rambam at the beginning of Vilkos Tshuva <coughs> says the Mitzvah say the commandment is that a person should repent from his sin and come close and return to God. In Perak Aleph, Aloha Aleph, he says that the practical mitzvah is vidui, confession. And the Rav drew a distinction between what he called the Kiyama Mitzvah, the fulfillment of the Mitzvah, which is the Tshuva itself, and the Masa Mitzvah, the action, the outward action, which is the Vidu, the confession. And he explained that confession, without intention for the confession, just someone claps Al-Chet, and not even thinking what he's saying, has simply no meaning. Not as if someone put on a film and wasn't thinking too much about that. That's a Mitzvah. This is no, it's not even a myth, nothing. The Rav pointed out that a similar distinction is found in the Rambam in Ilchus Tfila. At the very beginning, the Rambam says, it's a myth that say, Lavodis Hashem Bechoyom. It's the Ovda Bechoyavavcha, Mitzvah Shevalev. Your heart, that's where the Mitzvah really is. Perak Aleph, Aloch Aleph, Mitzvah Saleh, Spalal Bechoyom. The practical way in which the mitzvah is fulfilled is by saying the words. If you say the words and you don't mean them, then again it's nothing. It's zero. We know, as Rabbi Chaim explains in the Rambam, that if a person davens and he doesn't recognize that he's standing before God, that prayer has zero significance, it's nothing. Because the whole essence of prayer is to be on a path, on a derech, towards Hashem. And therefore, although in general we decry what we call mitzvah sanashim alumada, 
when people do mitzvahs by rote, nonetheless, a mitzvah, a typical mitzvah done by rote, has significance. But the mitzvahs we're discussing this evening, tshuva and tefillah done by rote, have, as I said, little, if no, significance. I'd like to begin by quoting the first Tarek of Mesilas Yesharim. The Mesilas Yesharim, and it's literally the opening Tarek after the Hakdama, explains to us in brief that which he elaborates upon in some of his other works. What are we doing here in this world? Why did Hashem create the world and why did He put us here? The answer is very succinctly. Hashem created us in this world in order to give us the opportunity to achieve the highest level of what we would call pleasure, which is coming close to God. And the true place for this is Olam Abba, is the next world. But in order to get there, Hashem created this world. Why? The Ramchal explains elsewhere because if we don't have opportunities to do good things and reject bad things, to pass the tests that are placed before us, then even if Hashem would want to give us the closeness, give us the opportunity to be close to Him, we wouldn't enjoy it. It's what He calls the Nama de Kisufa. We'd be embarrassed. Take a handout. Who wants a handout? We want it to be, to be able to earn, to some extent, that which will be given to us. And therefore, Hashem created the entire world so that He can give human beings this opportunity. Why did He do it? So the Ramchal writes, Hashem is the ultimate good, and a body, someone who is good, wants to share goodness with others. Hence, the entire creation of the world is to give us this opportunity. Dovar HaMelech says in Tillin, V'ani kirvas alokim litov. And I, says David, kirvas alokim, being close to God, is good for me. Says the Mesilla Sisharim, and that's it. That's the only thing, ultimately, that's good for me. And he quotes a post, we say, every day twice, in this month. One thing, and one thing only. What is it? To be close to God. That's it. One thing. And one thing only. Everything else, he writes, People think it's good, but in reality, It's nothing. It's nothing. But you may ask then, but what about the, the pleasures of this world, or the, 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 the things which we need in this world? That is discussed at the end of this parak, in which he writes as follows. Of course, there are things which we need in this world. There are Hanos, Olam. Yes, 
Go for it. Do you know why? It helps you. It helps you survive, thrive. It helps you have a clear, a clearer way to have nachas ruach v'yishev das. Why? So you should ultimately be able to come close to Hashem. So these are only means to an end. The only end that really means something, ultimately, is to come close to Hashem. Any means, making money, eating food, whatever it may be, if it will enable you to come close to Hashem, kivas alokim, grab it, he says. If, however, it's the reverse, run from it, kiboreach min ha'esh, as you run from a fire, can take you far away from Hashem. And the temporal gain will unfortunately cost you long term, big time. It will cost you in the closest, which is the ultimate pleasure that the neshama, that the soul, which is our very essence, uh, is destined to have. I'd like to explain, if I may, utilizing the psukim, which we'll be reading as we go through the season, the Yom of the Ram season, what it means to be on a path towards Hashem. Two paths towards Hashem. What does it mean? Now, after the Shabbat Shuvah, we begin. Shuvah Yisrael Ad Hashem Alokech. In the very next verse, we say, El Hashem. A different preposition. When we say Shuva Ad, until God, then we say Shuva El Hashem, to God. What is the difference between the first and the second? So I want to mention the shot of the Malbin. The Malbin says, Shuva Yisrael Ad Hashem Shalta You've really sunk to a low level. You're very far away from the Rabboni Shalola. Very far. And we say, Shuvi Yisrael Ad Hashem a very long, long derech, a long path. Because you've fallen so low. There's an album, this is what we call Shuvi Miyira. Out of fear, you're so far away. Kavalt. After that's done, you've already come closer to Hashem. Then we say, step two. Kuyimachem Devarim, Vishuvu El Hashem. Right up front, right up close, even closer than that. That's what he calls Tshuva Meyava. Tshuva out of love. I'm not afraid, I'm pretty close. I want to come even closer. That's the Mava's interpretation. May I suggest an alternative? Yes, it's a long road, it's a long path between every person and Hashem. And therefore the Navi begins. Shuva Yisrael Ad Hashem Elokecha. Come all the way. Ad ve'ad v'chlal. Come all the way. But then the Navi says, you know, there are individuals who are not going to make it all the way. It's just a reality. It's a fact. Not everyone's going to make it all the way. And there are those who feel despondent. I'm not going to make it all the way. I'm not going to even take one step. It's all or nothing. Perhaps it's with this, these individuals in mind, and maybe we should look in the mirror, so the Navi is saying, If at this moment in time, you're not on the level to go all the way, to go Al Hashem, to come all the way close, so get on the path, 
Get on the road. Start walking. You can't make it all the way. Okay, make it halfway. We're not condoning halfway measures. But we understand that the halfway measure has validity. A person who does so many bad things and he stops doing half of them. It's not the tremendous level. That's a Baal Tshuva. Maybe not what the Rambam calls a Tshuva Gemurah, but it's certainly a Baal Tshuva. Shuhu El I believe that we all have this obligation. Even if we feel ourselves inadequate to come all the way to Hashem, to try to, to, to go along the right path, to come part of the way, part of the way along that, along that this difficult road. And I believe exactly the same thing applies to tefillah, the other path to Hashem. And Rosh Hashanah, before we even get to Shabbat Shuvah, we read about tefillahs, and in the Haftorah, the famous tefillah Chana, which is the paradigm for all tefillahs, as the Gemara tells us in Masech Tabrachas, we learn the Hilchus Gevirta from the tefillah of Chana, you find two phrases, which is a normal phrase, she daven to Hashem, but then there's an expression, al Hashem, a difficult phrase to translate. She davened al Hashem. How do you even begin to translate that word? What do you mean, spal al Hashem? What do the words mean? We daven to Hashem. You daven for Hashem? Abchayim Valajan says yes. That's what it means. We have an expression in Hebrew where mispalel al hachola. Someone is sick, we daven for the person who is sick. Says Abchayim. Well, we daven, the ultimate level of davening, which was reached by Chana, which we're supposed to aspire towards, is to daven for Hashem. How so? Because if something is wrong, we understand that Hashem feels the pain, and if we're unable to perform what we should be performing for Hashem, so He's suffering, and so we daven is an incredible level for Hashem. Chana wanted a child desperately, desperately. But she didn't want to have a child merely for the emotional satisfaction of having a child, which is itself something which we can be reckoned with, no question about it. She wanted to have a child, as she explicitly said, so her child should be able to serve Hashem all of his days. And indeed, that's what happened. He's two years old and he went off for the next 50 years to serve Hashem. This is what Chana wanted. She said, as the Gemara explains in more than the Medrash, if, if I don't have this child, who's going to serve you, Hashem? There'll be a lack of Kvot Shemayim, a lack of Kiddush Shem Shemayim. That's what she's davening for. So can you imagine a person prays for his or her needs but the ultimate intention is not the basic level. The basic level is that we all have, we try to have, about the, by Yisrael El Hashem, to Hashem, and that's itself a high level. But the highest Madrega, about the Yisrael Al Hashem, for Hashem, as it were. This, of course, is the Madrega, the level we're supposed to aspire to. But should we say that if I cannot reach that level, I shouldn't have it at all? Chas v'sholem. Just with respect to Tshuva, if you can't reach Ad Hashem, at least go for the Al Hashem. So too, when it comes to Tefillah, if you can't reach the Al Hashem, at least go for the El Hashem. Common denominator. We say Tshuva and Tefillah are two paths, 
to lead us to Hashem, ideally we should go to the very end of the path, the Ad and the Al. If you can't, in both cases, the Pesach says El, get on the road, start going, start walking. As much as you are able to cover, you cover. And there's always t- time later, we hope, to do more. Chazal comment, why were so many of the great women in our history, Akaros, were unable to conceive? That's the whole theme of Rosh Hashanah. Right? Talk about Sarah. Then we, we mentioned Rochel. Now we have Hannah. Right? There's, there's so much of, the, of, this, of this issue. <coughs> so the Chazal teach us that Kadosh Baruch Hu is mis'aveh l'tfilasam shel tzadik. That God, as it were, has a desire for the tefillah, for the prayer of the righteous. How do we understand Hashem's desire? Hashem has desires? What does it mean? So perhaps the answer goes back to the way we started. Why did Hashem create the world? Because He wanted to be native, he wanted to give us the opportunity to enjoy his closeness. And sometimes in the world in which we live, if everything goes great, there's never a shortcoming, there's never a problem, so a person doesn't feel any closeness to Hashem. So the Mepharshim explained that, that the, the, the Nachash, the serpent, was cursed. How is he cursed? Well, he's on the, he's on the, on the ground, and he, and he eats the dirt. So the Mepharshim explained, you know what that means? He doesn't need God. He's never short of food. His dirt never short of food. So because he doesn't need God, as it were, so he thinks, he's removed. And if Kirvat Salokim is told, if being close to God is what's good, being removed from God, no matter how much food you have around you, it's bad. So even for some of us, if we don't have any serious problems in life, often we don't come close to Hashem. And therefore Hashem tested are almost any most with the difficult test of infertility, as it's called today, they were childless, in order to give them the opportunity to dive in with all their hearts. And a Kodesh was Miss Ave. He desires it, not because he wants it. Hashem doesn't want to be, have any pleasure, as it were, if someone's coming to ask from him. That's not, what, that's not the point. The Kodesh Baruch desires it because through these tefillos, the Avos and the Imos become closer to Hashem. And they get more tov, more kirma salokim. And then he's able to give them what he wants to give them. Hashem wants to shower his, the, the beauty and the splendor of his divine presence upon individuals. And by giving them these shortcomings, these tests, these difficulties, and knowing full well that they're going to pass the tests, and they're going to dive in, and they're going to come closer to him, He's thereby being Mahanadam, giving them this, this opportunity for more and more pleasure, which HaKadosh Baruch desires. HaKadosh Baruch only desire to be in this world is to give us pleasure. <coughs> yes, we read our Hashanah about the concept of Nisoyo, of a test. A test is given to us, the Mepharshim explained, not to test us in the, in the colloquial sense, to know whether, what kind of level we're on. Because Hashem knows in advance 
what kind of level we're on. But the Mepharshim explains the test accomplishes two things. It teaches us what level we're on. As the Nitzit explains, to know, not that, just read that week before that, not, not that Hashem should know. That we should know. As the Rambam writes, it comes from the potential to the actual. That's the point of a test. And Hashem gives tests to those who are able to withstand the test. And they understand how they have to pray and daven and pour out their hearts to Kodesh Baruch Hu, when they are being tested. But, all this has a basic assumption which is required. That is the recognition and the realization that everything comes from Hashem. Unfortunately, many individuals who are suffering or are being tested miss the boat. They think, okay, it just happened. They find there's always going to be a natural reason, a, a simplistic reason for any kind of suffering. A person is, is hungry because he has no job because the economy had a downturn. And a person is not healthy because his, his genes or whatever. There's always a reason. That is a superficial reason, be it a scientific reason, medical reason, economic reason. That's all true on the surface. But we have to have what the Mephoshim called bitachon. Bitachon means the clear understanding that any suffering that we have, which requires us to daven to Hashem, is a result of Hashkocha Pratis, of divine providence. Hence, the idea of davening makes sense if the fact that we have this problem is because Hashem declared and decreed that we have this problem. So it's clearly the proper response to go to the source. I'm not belittling what we call in our language Ishtadlus, if someone is sick, you go to a doctor. If someone needs a job, you go to an employment agency. All this is true. But aside from all this, what we call Ishtadlus, go to the source. The source is Hashem's decree. And that's the very essence of what this Nisayon and this Tefillah is all about. Many of us have different types of difficulties in life. It's inevitable that some are going to have some kind of test somewhere along the line. And, and, and more often than not, on a regular basis. I always wonder, what does it mean? Don't bring us, we, we say every day in the morning, don't bring us to a situation where we have a Nisoyon, a test. The answer is, it's not what it means, that's what Tzvila Shav, just about. What it means is, don't deliver us, as it were, into the hands of the enemy, of the Nisoyim, we should fall in. And when something bad happens to us, whatever it may be, we curse and we, 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 we are so angry and bitter. We know that a person who suffers, even the most minor inconvenience, can be what we call a kapara, an atonement for a sin. But only if he recognizes that it comes from Hashem. He doesn't mutter under his breath some words, a good word, a bad word. No! Oh, I have this pain, I have this suffering, it comes from Hashem. That's how we're supposed to respond. That's, with this understanding, that's a prerequisite for tshuva, or prerequisite for tefillah. The Rambam writes, what's the prerequisite for tshuva? To recognize that all the problems that you have come from Hashem. And if you have problems, and you don't recognize this, this is terrible. 
That's the Rambam writes. That's, that's what the Torah means. Telchim you be carrying. You think everything's an accident, a coincidence. That's the idea of what's called a Tainus-based Torah. There are problems in the world, as there certainly are now. We have to recognize these problems come from Hashem, and our response must be to go to the source. That's what it means. That's, that, that's the recognition and the comments from Hashem is the prerequisite for tshuva. And it's also prerequisite for tefillah. You have to know that the tefillah is, is heartfelt because you understand what the basis of your problem is. Sorry. Okay, no. Many of us have different types of of Yisurim and Nisyonos. Again, everyone has something. There's no one who goes through life without difficulties. We are commanded to recognize that whatever difficulty we have comes from Hashem and as a result it's supposed to lead us to truth. To lead us to tefillah. That's the point. Whatever it may be. The the Chavetz Chaim writes that, quotes from Chazal, that if a person is humiliated, he should be happy. Happy? Yes. Why happy? Writes the Chavetz Chaim, quoting from Chazal, that everyone has to suffer something. And many individuals suffer terrible we'll call it medical suffering. They're sick, they're ill, pain, physical bodily pain. Others suffer financial pain. Others suffer social pain, all kinds of problems, family relationships. An individual who suffers pain of someone yelling at him and besmirching him, should recognize and realize, hey, I got away easy. That's what he says. The Chavetz He explains the Gemara in Masech the Gitten to that effect. Famous Gemara. The Gemara says, Those individuals who are insulted, they don't insult back. They hear their humiliation. And they don't respond. Explain the Chavetz Chaim at the higher level. Einam Olven means you don't insult back, but you do respond. Einam Meshiva means you don't respond at all. What's the third phrase in the Gemara? Osim me'ava usmechim b'yisurim. Those who do out of love, and they're happy. Can you imagine? They're happy about the Yisurim that they're suffering. Explain the Chavetz Chaim. That they are happy that this is their suffering. Let this, let them be, let it be what we call a kapara. Let them be yotzi, the suffering with this. And they're spared, chalila, the worst suffering. The rabbi said, if a person suffers with his money, it's, he should recognize that he's being spared in his guf. Let's talk about saras ha-batim and saras ha-guf. How much more so he's able to fulfill, as it were, his quote of Yusurim. By these kinds of insults, this is the highest level of all. But it's only again 
if the person recognizes and realizes that these Yisurim come from Hashem. And it's with all Yisurim, with all problems that we face, we all have problems. It is only if we look inwards, introspection, this which will lead us hopefully to a, on these dual paths of Odas Hashem, the path of Tshuva and the path of Tefillah, that these Yisurim take on meaning for us. And they're helpful to us. I say if someone goes to the dentist, maybe the dentists today have better uh, tools, but in the old years, the dentist would have, it hurts. So, so what, do I, what do I do? I go to the, so it's very simple. Try to have in mind, I'm suffering the pain here in the dentist chair. Let it be a kapara. I know that Hashem ordained I have to have a cavity and a filling and whatever, root canal and have pain. That's what I have. So then it works. If you recognize it as Yisurim from Hashem, then it achieves the kapara and it's meaningful. If a person is just muttering and cursing, and then he suffers more and he gains nothing. It's in the head. And the same is true for all other Yisurim, all the various Yisurim we spoke about before. They're supposed to lead us to tshuva and to tefillah. We sometimes find that individuals who we consider to be great tzaddikim, great tzaddikim, suffer various, various problems. What is their response? So many times we see that they, when they, they do tshuva and they, and they attribute whatever problems they have to some shortcoming of their own. We view them as being on the highest level. Yet they, they, they start uh, analyzing so carefully, what am I doing wrong? And they're diving to Hashem as if they, 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 it's all their quote-unquote quote, their fault. We don't understand it. Yet, our rabbis have taught us that Kodesh Baruch was medaktikim tzaddikim kuchut asara, and therefore they found the Rambam. When the Rambam said that a person has a problem, he should look, based on the Gemara, he should look carefully inside to see what has he been doing wrong. You and I would call it a classical case of Sadiq Viralo, a righteous individual who suffers for whatever existential reason, transcendent reason, we don't understand the fully the reason. But the Sadiq himself is duty bound to see what kind of thing he did wrong. Kachuta Sara, you know, he did, everyone does something wrong. No one is perfect in this world. And he's looking for that thing which he did wrong and to try to improve himself. Before concluding, I'd like to make one particular point. I don't feel it's so appropriate for me to come to a community with such wonderful Rabbanim and to uh, give particular Musr. But I feel that if we look in the, in the, in the sources, that there's something which is, should stare us in the face. Because it's as true today as it was 200 years ago. Please open up at your convenience the Chayi Odom at the beginning of Hilchus Yom Kippur. The Chayi Odom discusses an attitude which many of us have. I'm using the word us and I'm, I'm pointing at myself. Which is 
We just heard a beautiful shir from Rav Shech, the Shlita, that, you know, we're Orthodox Jews. We, we try to do Avodah uh, Hashem in our way, and we, we daven, and we learn, and we, we put on talis and tefillin, and we keep kosher, and katarist and mishpocha. So, you know, hey, we're, we're great. Baruch Hashem, we are great. We should not look down upon ourselves. We should not minimize the importance of the fulfillment of these mitzvahs. And yet, the Chayodim, talking in his time in Vilna, 200 years ago, says there are certain shortcomings which seem to exist even within our community. The community of Shomim Mitzvah. And he goes through a number of them. But if you look very carefully at the list of the Chayodim, you will find that the majority of the shortcomings that he, he lists are what we call Ben Adam Lachavera. Interpersonal. Or, what we call Ben Adam Lachasma. A person's midos. And he mentions there, for example, kas, anger. He mentions improper speech, speaking badly to someone else, hurting someone's feelings, and people who are not completely honest in their dealings. get an impression from the Chayodah that even individuals who are meticulous as they try to go on those paths towards Hashem the path we try to describe this evening they're perhaps not so careful when they relate to other human beings and they don't understand they don't realize that's the Chayodah that it's impossible to come close to Hashem if you are not acting properly towards your fellow man not only that where the culmination of this entire season is Yom Kippur. A month is, from one month is Yom Kippur. Four weeks from tonight is called Nidre. But even that holy day Yom Kippur, which can achieve atonement for almost everything, cannot achieve atonement, we are taught, for Avera, for sins between a person and someone else, until a person does Tshuva, which includes Atshirat so he says, I'm sorry, I did something wrong. We find so many situations in which the individuals are Shomer Torah Mitzvahs. And they come to Shul, and they daven, they daven Elul, and daven Rosh Hashanah, and Slicha, Sarasim and Yom Kippur, but they haven't taken that necessary step. And therefore, the path is blocked for them. We talk about Tefillah, and we talk about Teshuvah, but the path as paths to Hashem, but the paths are blocked. They're blocked because they haven't taken care of the Benadam Lachaveo aspect. Unfortunately, the realities of then are very much the realities of now. And there's so many situations in which individuals don't act properly towards others. And this prevents them from achieving the closeness to Hashem that they want to achieve. What do we say in our, in our tefillah about tshuva? We said before, tshuva requires vidui. What is vidui? Confession. Confession. You clap, you know, you clap. The story is told of an individual who was extremely pious, 
and devoted in his, in his prayers on Yom Kippur, he was, you know, really hitting hard, hard, and he was even talking to Hashem like in a kind of a Yiddish, you know, if we're not garnished, like I'm a nobody, I'm a nobody, I'm a nobody, because after all, if you sin so much, you really are a nobody. So the story is told that such an individual is, is, is starving, you know, and there's a guest in town who's sitting right next to him. And he hears this guy, wow, he's over here talking Yiddish, wow, talking to Hashem in Yiddish, he must, he must really be a Baal Madrega, a high level, so close, so close. He has both together, Tshuva and Tvila. He has the Tshuva of the, of the Vila, and it's in the context of the Tvila Shmon Esrei. Wow, wow. What happens? They start calling up the Aliyahs. They call Yama something or other, something that's Shlishi. And they call this guy up, this guy up for Revi. Someone that's Revi in Europe or some kind of, uh, I don't know what, what, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so he gets up there for the Aliyah and he starts berating the Gabbai. Starts yelling at him and cursing him. And, and, uh, uh, comes back and sits in a seat. So the guest said, excuse me, please forgive me. I, I just don't understand something. Forgive me, but I overheard. I couldn't help it. I'm right next to you. You were saying in the davening, "Ich when I go, nobody, I nobody, I nobody." And then half an hour later, I, I happened to notice that you went up. You would call up for a v. So a v on Rosh Hashanah, on Yom Kippur, a v on Kippur, hey, Yom Kippur. Not just. And you started yelling at the gabbai. What is this? For, for, for a garnish, a Revi Yom Kippur, not so bad. <laughs> so, the story continues that this person had an answer. He had, a, he had an answer. It's true. When I speak to Hashem, I'm a garnished. But that guy who got shlishi, he is much less than me, and I chutzpah the guy, but I didn't give me <laughs> So, what the story ever took place, I don't know. But it drives up an important lesson. And the lesson is that sometimes when we, 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 we say certain things, we don't really mean them. We don't really mean them. We have to, to understand that not only are we, a quote, garnished compared to Hashem, which we certainly are, nothing compared to Hashem, but as we say every single day, every day, what do we say? Every day. We say, V'nafshi l'kakotia. For everybody, towards everybody. Everybody, not just towards some super godel or tzaddik or chacham. We have to recognize that we, we should know what our place is and we shouldn't be asking for covet and we shouldn't be fighting about covet. There's so many fights that I see, unfortunately, as, 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 as a rov, as, as, as Unfortunately, fights within families. That's the worst fight. Within families, they fight about nothing. And they're brothers that don't talk and they're parents and children that don't. It, 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 it kills you. And what we have to try to do is to try to make shalom. It's the highest level. The highest level is to try to make shalom between people in general and certainly within a family. I'm sure that many Rabbanim spend so much time trying to, 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 to accomplish something. And you know what? As I said at the beginning, if you can't do Ad, do El. If you can't make a complete shalom, make a partial shalom. It's also a very high madrig. This is what we should be thinking about in the month of Elu. Not just Check not fill in as it's, as it's traditional. Not saying no. Check it's fill in your mezuzahs. Okay, hundred percent. But I would say, dare say even more importantly than that. Check your benadam lachavero. What are you doing in your own personal life? How are you treating your your spouse, your parents, your children, your siblings? 
and members in the, in the community, and, 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 all, and other individuals of all types who come in contact with you. And what are you doing to foster shalom in the general community at large? That's very important. That's critical. If you don't do that, there's a block on the derech halila, a block on the derech tavodas Hashem. We don't want that block. We want to get there. If not ad, you want at least el, but at least without the blockage. On Rosh Hashanah and on Yom Kippur, one of the most dramatic points of Atfila was on the Sanatokov. So dramatic. And in many places, dramatic to the point of tears, of crying. A person who understands, who really has this bitochen, he understands he's sitting there in a courtroom on a trial, and Hashem is judging him or her. And the decisions being made right now, up in Shemayim, what's going to be about all the things you really want? Can we easily move to tears? And how do we end? How do we end? After all is said and done, everything, the whole story, Hashem is watching each and every one, how do we end the whole thing? Utshuva utfila utstaka. Mavir in That there is a potential. We all know the potential. Any second could be Khalidah Bachas, a bad decree. But it's these things, it's Chuva, Tvila, and Staka. With the quick on the focusing on the first two. Chuva and Tvila. That how do they eliminate the, the, the difficulties of the Xera? How? Simply by bringing us closer to Hashem. If we recognize that we're close to Hashem, we become closer and closer. Even if things aren't the way we want them. We understand, because Hashem wants to be this way. It's for our own good. We want to be rich. We're not rich. So we think, oh, I'm not rich. That's a normal attitude. But, I, but someone who has the proper talk and understands, who said it would be better if I'm rich? We know so many people, it's rich. It's Osha, Shamal, Lebalav, Lerosa. It's ruins their whole lives. Etc. Every thing that a person wants, <laughs> you know, we say, for the good, because we don't really know what's good for us. We have a right to ask for what we think is good for us. But if it doesn't happen that way, we should have bitochon. That's what Hashem wants. Either because it's good for us spiritually, or He wants us to daven more, as He wants with the, with the Abbas and the Imos. I conclude with the, what really is the very first insertion that we add to the davening of the Aserah Simitra, the very first Rosh Hashanah night. And we say, Zochreinu l'chaim, Melech Hobbes b'chaim, V'kosveinu b'sefer achaim, L'mancha lokim chaim. What does that mean? When we ask, just what, what do the words mean? When we ask for life, to be inscribed in the book of life, so on a simple level, we want to live. Everyone wants to live. The desire to live is the most basic desire in a human being. It applies everywhere. All places, all types of people. But we don't say that. We say we want to live. You know why? God, you want to live for your sake. For your sake? Right. That's what I'm about to spell Allah We want to live 
for your sake, Hashem. So if you give us life, we're able to be Mekadashim Shemaim. As Chalawad, to bring a child into this world to serve Hashem. We say it. Do we mean it? Do we mean it? Are we doubting our Shoshana night for all that we want, whatever we want, we all of us have our own needs. Everyone has their own, his their own peckle. A list, a laundry list, what we want, what we need, what we think we need. But do we have in mind the Lamancha Lokim Chaim? That is supposed to be our goal. The, 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 the ultimate closest to Hashem, the Shuvu, Shuvu Yisrael Ad Hashem Alokechem, but the Spalel Al Hashem. That's what we start off right at the beginning, the first thing we say. Lamancha Lokim Chaim. We want to live HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for your sake. Let us hope that each and every one of us will make that effort, that attempt to go down the path, the two paths to Hashem, all the way. Ar Hashem. Al Hashem. At the very least, let us start on the path. El Hashem. El Hashem. And if we really try hard enough, I believe, if we focus on it starting now, don't wait for three weeks, too late, got to start now. If we really focus on what's important, as we began with the Mesila Tisharim, what, what are we doing here in this world? And we internalize it as the Rambam writes, that our Shuvanat Tzvira have to be believed. Then indeed, we have an opportunity to fulfill that which we say, to mean what we say, to do what we say. We begin in Rosh Hashanah and say that Kodesh Baruch Hu. That's what we're saying. We're always the Fnei Melech, and we say Zachreinu Lachayim, Melech Ovetz Bachayim, V'Chosveinu B'Sefer Achayim, L'Mancha Elokim Chayim.